Hello everyone, my name is Vanessa Green. I am a journalist, entrepreneur, and mental health advocate. And Loose Screws is a mental health podcast that will share the good, the bad, the ugly, the real, and the funny about our mental health journeys. Enjoy. So welcome again to another episode of our podcast, Loose Screws. I am Vanessa Green, and today I have Lakenja McAllister. Ms. McAllister is a licensed clinical social worker, and today we have a very interesting topic, which is navigating motherhood in all this drama and our loose screws. Thank you so much for this interview. Let's go. Thanks for having me, Vanessa. Okay, so we have been dealing with so much during this last year. Um, I know I'm not the only one. We have a couple of loose screws. We are dealing with so much. We feel like we are not doing enough. And I just need to know what are the basic things that we need to do in order for us to feel aligned, feel like we have a purpose and not just get lost in this. Those are some great questions. Um, and you're starting off with the right point to feel aligned. The best thing to do is to find balance in everything that you pursue. So if you find yourself doing something that's totally one-sided, you're not finding joy, are you spending too much time in one area? The first step is just to stop and find some balance in whatever activity you are engaging in. Does that make sense? It does make sense. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, how do I find the balance? And just, I mean, that's a great question. I'm trying to deal with the house, with the husband, with the kids, yes. with the dogs, mm-hmm. with the school, with the virtual classes. I mean, I, just, I, 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 I don't know how. Yes. So the next step then is to be realistic about your goals. What I find a lot of families doing is overextending themselves. So stop and pace yourself. See what is, <laughs> what's your real priority? Because some people lose focus and lose that balance by trying to say, okay, I need to fill my day with so many things, so many activities just to get from A to B to C. But no, you really figure out what's bringing you joy, what's your purpose. When you stop and focus on those two things, you can really start taking things off that list that really wasn't a priority to begin with. It just somehow magically found its way into your routine and stuck. Well, the thing is, as mothers, you know, as Mm -hmm. a mother, we are trying to give our best to our kids, yes. our best to our husbands, even if we just don't want to deal with anyone. So we lose ourselves in that situation. And mm-hmm. how do I find my purpose? I don't know what I want to do. Well, is it that you've lost your purpose or you've never had one? Those are two separate problems. If you lost your purpose, remind yourself what it used to be. Go back to those days when you actually knew what your goals were, knew what you found joy in. And try to revisit that, explore that a little bit more and find how you can involve that in your life now. Does that make sense? It does make sense. But after I had my first child, I lost myself. (laughs) But don't we all, we have so many new added roles to our, our new self, right? We have all these things that we were originally. Now we have to change diapers and feed and keep up with a schedule. And we're still uh, in a relationship. Most of us are married or have partners and we have to figure out how not to keep them happy and the baby happy. Oh my gosh, what about me? Do I get to be happy? <laughs> Difficult. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's crazy. This, it this is crazy. Yeah, the term motherhood, I don't know um, how many or how we can actually explain it that it doesn't seem like we're just going crazy. We love our kids, we love our families, but Absolutely. everything else that we have to do in between, 
this is crazy. And some of it are things that we don't have to do. It goes back to paying attention to your priorities. Some things we do out of um, self-obligation, out of mom guilt, which is a big factor there. But is it really something that we must do? Is it something that's really going back to our purpose, our point? Or is it just something that we feel like everyone else is doing, I must do too? I saw on social media, oh my gosh, I have to do everything from scratch. I have to make everything myself. I need to be the PTO mom and this mom and that mom. Do we actually have to? Hey, I want to be that Pinterest mom doing everything. <laughs> I'm a part-time Pinterest mom is how I look at it. Sometimes I can, but most of the time I cannot and I'm okay with that. So what is your balance going to be though? How do you build a positive habits? Build positive habits in terms of personal habits or family habits? Both. So let's start with the personal one, because if I am fulfilled, if I am happy, if I have the yeah. energy, then everything else expands, everything else is going to flow. Okay, so building um, positive habits for yourself, focus on what it is that you wanna accomplish, start with a goal in mind and schedule them and make them a priority. So if you actually look at your day and make sure you're being purposeful about what you're doing, making sure it's always in there and not something that you're compromising, that's the first step to actually building that into your habit. Habit implies repetition. Repetition to me implies that you're making it a chance to be in your schedule on a regular basis. And what about, how do I be positive all the time? I no, like staying positive. That's a mindset and that's the actual choice. So in therapy, what we would do is look at some positive um, thought process that you currently have and then compare them to some of the negative thought processes that you have. You take those negative ones and you reframe them. Cognitive reframing, cognitive restructuring are two things that we do a lot with cognitive behavioral therapy where we teach you how to find the positive aspects of situations and see those things first. And then to build your day or your situation around that positive view of it. And then you're gonna be surprised how your mind reacts to that, how your body stress level and everything tends to react to that positive view that you're starting to frame in a way. So it starts with the thought and then everything starts to go from there. I, I am doing so many things that I want to do and I feel like they give me joy, yes. but I'm tired. And that negative thought, it's still there. How do I change it? So you are tired. Being exhausted is a reality. It's something that we can't pretend isn't there. You are exhausted, but you spent a long day doing the things that you love. Did you not? Some days. Some days. On those days, you focus on the fact that you spent that long day doing those wonderful things. When you feel that exhaustion, when you feel that tired, focus on what you're going to do to address it, not just the complaint. You can't see my air quotes, the complaint that you're tired. Acknowledge it. Now think, what am I going to do about it? Versus staying in that negative spot of, oh, just feeling like I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm drained. And okay, so I am tired today. So my thought is I'm going to clear my evening and I'm going to spend time resting. I am going to address the problem and not just stay in the problem. So that's one way that you can work past that exhaustion that we all feel is not to just live in the exhaustion, start addressing it and focusing on the fact that you're addressing it and not just how it feels. And in the midst of all of this that's going on and all the, the tasks <laughs> that we have to do, how do I focus on my partner on my husband on my my <laughs> my wonderful um better half okay first is to be honest your better half is not always the best 
<laughs> we are honest with ourselves, ladies. Let's just let's go there. Acknowledge the fact that this is not going to be rainbows and butterflies every day. <laughs> Give ourselves permission to be hot messes in that regard. Once you've done that, I'm pretty sure that's the easy part for us. And then to reel it into what really is a good expectation for us to have right now. Is it fair for us to have a date night every week, every you know single Friday at a certain time? Sometimes we can do that, ladies, but sometimes we cannot. But think about what is fair for us to have, what is fair for us to want, and start building around there. And what about when I just don't want to be with anyone? I don't want to be with my partner. My partner is, you know, I'm drained. I don't want to deal with him. I don't want to deal with my kids. I don't want to deal with my family members. Should I be feeling guilty or is it, is it normal to feel like that? That's a loaded question because right now we are glazing over the fact that there may be some major dysfunction that we are not directly addressing right now. We're talking about um, you and I when things are functional, but exhausting or stressful. But I want to pause for a second and say that if there are true dysfunctional pieces there, that you should reach out for help. Now, if there's something that's actually just stressful and not typically dysfunctional, then in those cases, that's actually normal to still feel, you know, some separation, some hesitation with your partner. When that occurs, then you have to find ways to come to a common ground. It is actually good to still reach out for help in those moments too. It is sometimes hard to reset yourself on your own. So reaching out for help in that regard can benefit you at the same time. But if you just want some quick fixes, some ways to keep it sassy, keep it light, um, it's okay to even bring that to your partner or just to find creative ways to say, how can I now enjoy him again? How can I look past (laughs) (laughs) and just find a way to just have a moment, a second, a few minutes of peace and start building on those small moments. It's not going to change overnight. So start taking those little pieces, plant that seed and see if it grows. Have you seen an increase of families that have separated? There's been divorce in the past, you know, year and a half. Do you think it is directly related to the pandemic and we were home and we were with each other 24 seven? Do you think that was directly impact? That was the direct impact of all these divorces? Like, for instance, I have a couple of friends that decided they were better off, you know, uh, separated. And it was a shock to me because I thought they were doing fine. And all of a sudden, oh, no, we're getting divorced. I'm like, you know, I'm in shock. Have you seen an increase of these, um, you know, these separations? I have. And it's, it's actually, I'm very unfortunate. But what I've noticed with the, the trend here in our practice is that a lot of the families did spend a lot of time together, but there were a few distractions available. So if you have some core issues that you are not addressing and you were able to escape it through some of your outside activities, some friends, some other um, functional or dysfunctional ways of avoiding your mate, you can't really ignore when it's in your face 24-7. If you don't have those coping strategies, those communication skills, the problems can then intensify with such high amounts of time spent together. So unfortunately, we did see a few families coming through that acknowledge that they can't run from their problems. They weren't prepared to work on it. But in the contrast, we still saw some families too, though, that saw problems that were there that they weren't addressing and then took this as a chance to work through those problems and realize that they couldn't escape them anymore. 
So we did see actually an increase in divorces, but also a, a number of people presenting that typically would not have addressing problems and doing so successfully. What are five things that moms can do right now to focus on themselves and actually just take that break and be present? Okay, five things that moms can do to be present for themselves. Um, number one, pay attention to yourself. It sounds crazy to, to point it out that way, but we're so focused on what our kids need and what they have to eat and what projects do. And no, stop for a second and pay attention to you, the person, not you, the mom, not you, the spouse, a partner, just you. Step one, pay attention to you and what you want and what you need at the time. Another thing is to make sure that you, once again, prioritize yourself, schedule yourself in, get that mani-pedi, take a nap, that's okay, or actually just do some fun things with yourself, by yourself to get to know yourself a little bit more. Again, um, a third thing that you can do is to build your social support system. We should not be out here as an island trying to take care of ourselves or our families. Build up your network. It does take a village. Make sure you utilize yourself a village um, if you get a chance to do so. A fourth thing that we can do is keep it fun. Being a mom doesn't have to be so rigorous. Find light ways to enjoy yourself and enjoy your kids. When you are actually finding joy in the activities, then you're gonna find it to be a lot less of a burden um, when you have other things that can make life stressful as well. And a fifth thing, last thing that we can add to the list would be Seek help if needed. Are you accepting um, patients? Do you do virtual consults? We actually are accepting new patients. We have in-person and virtual consults. We have pretty large offices here so we can social distance within our offices. So we feel safe um, actually bringing clients into the practice. Um, we have five therapists here who are available and we are still taking referrals. That's amazing. Thank you so much for this interview. I hope that all the moms that are listening to this podcast can take um, a couple of the tips that you mentioned and feel that, you know, we can also prioritize ourselves, our needs and fill that bucket, right? Because, yes, that's right. Fill your bucket. Because otherwise it's just, it's so difficult. You feel like it's draining and you're trying to fill everybody else's needs, but then you that's forget right. about mom. Can't do it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again for, for this interview. And I hope that a lot of moms, you know, if they do need help, if they do need to talk with someone that they can send you an email or just call you because, you know, you're doing the virtual sessions, which are extremely important. So anyone can actually just call you. And the, the important thing is to talk with someone when you're need, when it's needed. Thank you. Always a pleasure talking to you.